grace and peace to you in the name of God, our Father, and our Lord, Jesus Christ. Kyle here, daily little podcast. This week we've been exploring what it is to stand with Jesus as he pushes back against the domain of darkness. And as we come to a close this week, we actually come to a giant opening. It's like when you're on a walk and you're walking through a trail, a trail that is thick and wooded, and yet the, the path is well-worn. But it's your first time on this path, and as you walk through, it winds back and forth. You see a creek emerge. There's birds chattering above, twigs snapping beneath your feet. And then, almost without warning, what emerges in front of you is a field wide open. You you wonder, was this at one point a, a, a space where people farmed? Was there like, you just, you have no idea. How did this field get here? Yet nevertheless, it is wide open in front of you. And that's what this day feels like for me. You see, as a local church here in Des Moines, we're continuing through the gospel according to Mark. And as we turn into this next week's teaching, this forthcoming Sunday, there is in front of us almost this um, sandwich of healings, if you will. Another announcement that God's power is not just manifest in Jesus, but that God's power is present in Jesus in ways that say something significant about him. And here's, here's what I mean. Jesus is the fullness of God come to us. And at this point in the gospel, according to Mark, we, we're not there yet. And yet we already know. If you've read the gospel according to Mark recently, or, or perhaps you want to jump there now, you see right, right in the very first verses, Mark tells us what's going down. He actually discloses everything about who Jesus is. So we, as the reader, we know who he is. And then we get to enter into the story to see people wrestle with his identity. And this first movement, chapters one through eight, it really is this bold-faced question of who is this? His disciples just asked this, who is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Well, it is becoming more and more clear who this Jesus is. And what I want to draw our attention to today is what does it mean for us who, who have that clarified picture of Jesus. We have the resurrected Christ. We don't have to, we're not like contemporaries wondering what will happen. Is he our messianic hope? Is he a rebel? Is he a false? Like we don't know. We get to say we do know. And we get to say with confidence that we stand with him. What what a sweet joy that is, that we are hidden with Christ. And the reason that that is a beautiful thing to be able to say is because it actually elicits a response in us. It's a, it's a response that we see even um, 
shadowed in the Psalms. See this in Psalm 27 verse 6, And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent, this is the tabernacle, the space where heaven and earth overlap in the fallen world. It is God's space come near. I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Or perhaps the the words of, of Psalm 148, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him from the skies, praise him all his angels, praise him all the armies of heaven, praise him sun and moon, praise him all you twinkling stars, praise him skies above, praise him vapors high above the clouds, let every created thing give praise to the Lord. See, Jesus, he elicits something in us. And it's what I I would call here in this moment of confidence in the chaos. You see, Paul invites us in Ephesians 6 to stand, not in our strength, but in the strength of his might, that is Jesus We stand rooted in Christ. And yet the response is that we sing. We sing aloud. We exalt the name of Jesus. Maybe you don't like the way your voice sounds. That's okay. Jesus loves it. Well, I I can't actually say that he does. But you know what I can say that he does love? is that you are moving towards him with songs of praise. These are like sweet aromas. There's this imagery in the Hebrew Bible where the people would come and, and there would just be Thanksgiving offerings where they would come and they'd put oil and grain and, or there would be the, the actual fat of the calves and they would, and I know this sounds kind of weird, blood and guts, but th- their smoke would rise up from this. And picture this in your mind. Maybe you've seen a campfire recently. Maybe you've had one because the weather has turned. But when the smoke rises up, like that is, that is this idea of incense, of worship, of offering up to God, because it goes up into this place of the heavens, this God's space. But David says he's going to go into the tent where God overlaps his space and human space. And there he lifts up his voice that he has confidence and yet he is being pursued by enemies. Notice this. It says, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies. You see, we, we have been lifted up with Christ. The ultimate lifting up from the grave And it is that space, the space from the grave to resurrection life. That is what Paul says is open shaming of the rulers and principalities. And so I want to encourage you at the close of this week. I I don't know what's in front of you. I don't know if there's friends who are calling out to you or maybe you are a friend calling out to another one. I don't know what distress and inner anguish plagues you in this season. I don't know if you just are like longing to send your small humans back into spaces where they can be safe and you can be unconcerned about them there. But I want to remind you that there is in singing this rebellious resonance 
that pushes back against those powers of this present dark age. That singing in the name of Jesus, that exalting his name begins to shift the inner countenance of our hearts and begins to help us keep in step with God because something is infectious about singing. And so maybe what you need to do now Find a way to get into your car. If you don't have a car, go outside, go on a walk. If you don't, like, go into your bathroom. If your roommate is in there, I don't know what to say. Find a place. Take a song, like, find a song that you love to sing, a song that exalts the name of Jesus, and do it there. Exalt his name. Have, have the word of God be on your lips. Perhaps you're singing from Psalm 27 that the Lord is your light and salvation. Whom shall you fear? Of whom shall you be afraid? Maybe you exalt those words in song to the Lord. Allow your worship, allow your exaltation of the name of Jesus to stand as a force of opposition, to encourage your heart in this moment. For some of you, the darkness is very dark right now. And you're wondering how in the world. Well, right now, I just want to pray. I want to pray that the God of this universe come to us in Christ, that he would strengthen you. The God who set the world in order would order your heart to sing his name. So may you, as I pray over you, find grace and peace abounding. God, right now, you know these people. You know them by their name. You know the hairs of their head. You know them and you have turned toward them in Christ to draw them to yourself. So do it, Lord, by the power of your spirit. Give them ears that hear beyond the chaos that actually hear through the darkness. We know, Lord, that you are the light of the world and you have come in to the darkness and the darkness cannot, it will not, it shall not overcome your piercing light. And lighter still it grows because God, you are drawing near. Hasten the day we pray through your church and exalt your name through your church. May we in this moment lift up your voice as we cry out for the goodness of your namesake. Jesus, we exalt you.